when my wife gets emotional and she's trying not to get emotional, she does this. Like somehow she can blow the tears back in her eyes. I found myself worshiping just. <laughs> oh, that's, that's me this morning. Um, more about that in, a, in just a bit. Uh, today we're kicking off a new series called Leverage. And leverage, uh, it's, it's a great time for this series, I think, to kick off because of the chili supper last night is a perfect example of what I mean by leverage. Leverage is, as, as followers of Christ, we are uh, using everything that we possibly can to get the most out of our life. And so as a lever and a fulcrum work together to move something bigger than ourselves, bigger than any one person can do, we are, we are talking about leverage. We are leveraging who we are through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can lift way more and accomplish way more than we as a person could ever possibly do. And but the Chili Supper last night, it, it totally explains this in that my, I don't know what I spent last night. Actually, I know what I spent last night. It was zero. My wife, on the other hand... <laughs> Uh, got a little, little out of hand, but that's okay. Uh, it's for the kids, right? It's for the kids. Uh, but, um, so, but anyway, no matter what I spent last night, let's just say it's $200. We spent that on one item, so I know it's not that. But um, on a bicycle that we already... Whatever, well, I'm going to let it go. Uh, <laughs> love you, honey. Um, but say my check at the end of the night is $200. Well, that's nice. But leveraged with everyone else's extravagant gifts, we raised $10,000. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. As we leverage our resources for the kingdom of God, what one person can do through the power of the Holy Spirit is innumerably just raised. We can lift any object, right? If you have a a lever big enough, you can move anything. If you have it, you can move anything. You might have to stand 10 miles away with a really long piece of wood, but you can move it if you're far enough away. And so we're going to talk about leverage. Leverage is about using what we have been given to maximize our effectiveness for the kingdom of God. Leverage is about using what we have been given to maximize our effectiveness for the kingdom of of God. This specifically looks through how we use our time, how we use our talents, how we use our treasure. How do we use our resources to maximize our effectiveness for God? Next week, we have an awesome opportunity to leverage our resources at Joliet Cares. You can sign up back here today. Want to make sure that you do this. It's awesome. We have team leads. We started volunteering here a couple years ago. Now we're basically like running all the show. Uh, good job, ladies. But we, we have team leads in the vegetable department, department, the registration department, the books department, and probably other departments that I'm missing. But um, because we're so passionate about this, our church has, has kind of partnered with Juliet Cares. We're one of their organizations to say, hey, we appreciate you and we love you. But what we need you all to do, and I don't necessarily need you to do this, I don't want you to miss out on this, is to be shepherds for people. What you get to do uh, for however long you want to do it, a couple hours or all day long, is you get to take families through and give them stuff. 
Right? You get to play Santa Claus all day long, and it's not even your money. It's great. So you get to walk around, and you say, oh, you need food? Here you go. You need books for your kids? Here you go. You need medical care? Here you go. You need this? Okay, let's take you over here. You need fresh fruits and vegetables? Okay, come on. Let's go over here. And it is a fabulous day. Do not miss out on this. Uh, go out in the, on the booth right next to the elevator, and um, they will help you uh, get signed up for that appropriately for next Saturday. Make sure you're part of that. Also... Uh, out in the lobby is information about the Pregnancy Resource Center Walk. And this is a wonderful thing they do yearly to raise money for the Pregnancy Resource Center. And the Pregnancy Resource Center, uh, what they do is help women who are facing, uh, are, are pregnant and figuring out what they're going to do with that. And so this amazing organization helps give uh, ultrasounds and, and care and counseling and just love to these uh, women who are just searching for answers and get to introduce them to the love of Christ. So uh, it's a fantastic organization, information out in the lobby for that as well. We want you to be a part of that as well. Leveraging our time, our talent, and our resources for the kingdom of God, right? It's very easy to give announcements. when, If, if I have to give an announcement that's not leveraging one of those things, I probably shouldn't be giving that announcement, right? So that, that is what we're doing. That's what we're doing with our time, our talent, and our treasure. Leveraging is about using what we've been given to maximize our effectiveness for the kingdom of God. When we get to the end of our days, 50 years from now, 10 years from now, five minutes from now, and we look back at our life, did we leverage the moments that we were given? Did we live them fully? When we look back, did we say, you know what? I probably should have done this more. Do we have regrets? Or can we say, you know what? I did the best I could with what was given to me. And I don't, this whole message is not to beat you up on what you missed out on in your past. It's just to say that you can change and do better with the future. Leveraging is really taking people from where they're at and bringing them up. Leverage is about using what we've been given to maximize the effectiveness for the kingdom of God. And it's beautiful that we have baby dedication. This is all working out today. It's beautiful we have baby dedication today. Because this is what we do. This is what baby dedication is. Parents can only leverage, they only can push so hard on that, that lever to lift their kid up out of the junk of high school, right? There's only so much when a three-year-old's throwing a temper tantrum that parents can do before they just pull their hair out, right? Or, or two-year-old. <laughs> that's, that's funny right there. Uh, but there's only so much that parents can give before they just, oh, I can't do it. And that's why we dedicate kids and say, family. We're here for you, right? Leverage all of us. And someone in here is going to have patience, right? We all can't be out of it at the same time. <laughs> James 4, thir verse 13 to 14 says this. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on our business and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. You're gone. The sound effects isn't in the scripture, but I'm adding that. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And I am uh, struck by this word picture. What am I doing with that time that I am here? 
What am I doing with what God has given me? What am I doing with my resource? Because in the scripture, and we're going to delve into this in Matthew verse, or chapter 24, if you want to put a finger there, but you are held accountable. In chapters 23, 24, and 25, it's uh, Jesus' basically the greatest collection of Jesus' end time stuff. We have Revelation end times, we have Daniel end, uh, end time stuff, but when Jesus speaks of end time stuff, it's really right, found right here, Matthew 23, 24, and 25. Uh, if you're interested in that stuff, that's where you really should be going for mo- the majority of your information. Um, and so we're going to be in Matthew 24 only because it's talking about um, a little bit of judgment here, the judgment of the last, last time, and what we're going to be held accountable for. I like to know what, you know what the grading scale is before I take the test, so you get to know here, all right? You are accountable for the gifts God has given you. You are accountable for the gifts God has given you. You are accountable for the talents God has given you. How you are wired, the gifts that you have, what you're good at, you're accountable for how you've used it. You are accountable for the resources God has given you. These are all found in Matthew 23, 24, and 25. And you are accountable for the time God has given you. And that's what we're going to specifically talk about today, the time You are accountable for the time God has given you. Matthew 24, verse 43. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known what time the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at the hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? whom the master has put in charge of his servants in the household to give him food at the proper time. It will be good for the servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But suppose suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. How are we spending our time? We all have different allotments of time. Some of us have gotten to live for a long time. My grandpa uh, was alive for 96 years. That's a long time, right? How do you spend your time? I have a, we're going to talk about her. I buried a student of mine two years ago who lived until she was 18. How do you spend your time? We have different allotments of it. Some of us have jobs that give us greater amounts of time, more flexibility of time. We have uh, those of us who have to work third shift and uh, are asleep when it seems like everybody else in your life is awake just because that is what is going on in life. But how are you leveraging the time that you do get with your loved ones? Those of you who have flexible schedules, you get to work from home maybe, or you're a stay-at-home mom, or how do you leverage that time? Not that one's better than the other, but it's how you make use of the time that you have. 
Some of you have, are wired differently. You're wired like Paul or my mom, and if you're not moving at 100 miles per hour, you're not happy, right? But they have to think about how am I using my time? Am I being busy or am I being intentional? Some of us like to move at slower paces. Am I being lazy or am I being intentional? How are we managing our time? Two years ago, we buried Lucy. Lucy was 18 years old. She was getting ready to graduate high school, about two weeks from high school graduation. And she had already earned about enough college credits to be a sophomore in college before she, she graduated high school. Had the world on a string, beautiful, talented, brilliant. But at her funeral, we were thinking about her, thinking about this life that was lived And we knew that even the 18-year-old, people are are constantly going, oh, she had so much life in front of her. But with Lucy, we knew that she lived every moment to the fullest. She was the goofiest, most creative, most intense girl I have ever met. Every moment was an opportunity to laugh and to love. At 18, she had lived a life that told more stories than many of us will ever be able to live. She was the student that always would get in trouble because she would go off with homeless people to talk about Jesus to them. Lucy, you're an 18-year-old girl. You can't go wandering off downtown Atlanta with homeless guys. This is a bad choice. Why? But she told story after story after story. Her life lived a story because in every moment... She lived it to its fullest. She leveraged. She didn't know that she was going to die at 18. She didn't know that it was all going to be taken in a simple car wreck. But she leveraged all the moments for the people around her and for the kingdom of God. This is an example to me that says, you know what? I get more moments. I don't know when my vanish of my vapor will be gone. I don't know if that's today when we leave the church. I don't know if Christ comes back in the next 15 minutes. But am I leveraging my time? Am I leveraging my moments for the kingdom of God here and now? And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I feel like I waste a lot of time. I I try to be smart with my wasting of time. I try to waste time when everybody else in my home is asleep. Okay? Is only my sleep being, I can waste that time. That's fine. I try to, but I waste a lot of time. Facebook sucks way too much time out of my life and your life. Even if you don't, aren't even on Facebook, people talking to you about Facebook is sucking life out of your, <laughs> your time. So those of you who think you're holier than that, I don't even have Facebook. I don't waste time. Yeah, because huh? everybody else talks to you about it. It's still, anyway. This came very apparent to me last, uh, last week. Uh, second spring pictures of kindergarten were sent home. I didn't know we needed second takes of kindergarten pictures. But the second uh, pictures of kindergarten were taken and then came home. And I got pictures of these kids that belong in high school. Right? Where, where these six-year-olds, they, they, were, they, were, they were cute just a second ago. Now they're beautiful and handsome. 
Where did, the, where did these kids come from? And as I was looking at just, you know, six-year-olds, it's like, where are they going? What is happening here? How big are they? My daughter wore something with a platform heel last night to the chili supper. The heartburn I had was not from the chili. But where is the time going? Am I investing in these because they're going to be gone? Kelsey and JC are sitting right here. I'm going to make Perry cry bad right now. <laughs> they're sitting right here. They're graduating in just a couple weeks. They're done. They're, 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 they're going. They're both going away to school, right? We have four wonderful, beautiful senior high girls, senior high school girls that are graduating, that we're done with that phase. And now they're adults. Where'd the six-year-old go? Because there's a picture in our office of like 12-year-old or 10-year-old, well, these girls or whatever, acting goofy. They look exactly the same, but they're there. Where'd those girls go? Because mine are going to do the same thing to me in just a few moments. You know what? Axel's going to do that to you guys. And you're going to be like, what? He was just on that step. What happened? What are we doing with the moments? Are we leveraging the time? Because we can't waste it. It's a golden opportunity. It's a gift. Ask yourself, is my time being well spent? Is my time being well spent? Is it on me or is it on others? Is it advancing the kingdom of God or is it for my own selfish gain? Is my time being well spent? Am I getting the most out of my time? You're given a finite amount of time and you are responsible for it. Back to the parable. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant who finds his master, his master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he'll be put in charge of all of his possessions. The reward for leveraging your time, leveraging your resources here is even more. I don't know what the more is going to be, but it sounds good. Truly, I tell you, he will put you in charge of all of his possessions. The good servant is a few things, and these are the practical application of how we know how we can can make sure we're using our time well. He is diligent in the details. He is diligent in the details. He is diligent in the details. He takes care of what he's been put in charge of. It does not tell us if there's two servants or 200 servants, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're in charge of mopping one floor at one place at one time or you're in charge of the whole plant. He just says he takes care of the people in the process that he's been put in charge of. He's diligent in the details. Joseph, one of the most famous biblical characters found in Genesis, lives this out. If you want to read on your own, it's basically the last 10, 12 chapters of Genesis. You can read it this sometimes this, sometime this week. But Joseph lives diligent in the details out to a T. Joseph is sold into slavery by his brothers. It's a lot of family 
issues going on there. You thought your family was messed up. Uh, but he sold him to slavery by his brothers. I'm sure Matt and Dan kind of felt the same way over here. But, uh, <laughs> but they, they sold him into slavery. And Joseph, in his slavery, because he is diligent in the details, he takes care of the issues at hand. He takes care of what has been given him, is promoted and promoted and promoted and promoted to head of the household. This is a big deal. He's then accused of trying to rape the, his owner's wife. It's a bad day for him. He gets sent to jail, goes to jail. He now is, you know what? I'm innocent. I didn't do this. But instead of wallowing in this pit, instead of why me? He had perfect opportunity. I mean, if I got accused of bad things, got thrown in jail, I would throw a pity party. Just going to throw this out. Joseph doesn't do this. He instead stays true, is diligent in the details, gets promoted up and takes care of the whole jail for the jailer. And because he's diligent in these details, he is then picked up by Pharaoh to basically run the whole country. He's second in command. And because of his position, because he's been diligent in the details as a prisoner, diligent in the details as a slave, diligent in the details as working for Pharaoh, he gets to save his family's life. He gets to save the future of all Hebrew people for all time because he's diligent in the details. It doesn't matter if he was just in charge of that one little thing at Potiphar's house or if he's in charge of all the grain for the whole country of Egypt. He's diligent in the details. Wherever you find yourself today, do it the best you can. Spend your time as wisely as possible because you'll be held accountable for it. We leverage what we are given when we are diligent in using God's gift. With our time, are we picking others up? This is what leverage does, right? Leverage picks others up. I was trying to figure out the mathematical possibility of getting a lever on here and Bowen picking me up, my son picking me up today. It wasn't working out so well because uh, this thing called the chili supper was happening this week. But And I, I need Kevin and Kelly to do the math for me. Uh, so... <laughs> But we're trying to figure this out because someone small can pick something big up with the power of a lever. And this is what we, we've got to be doing with our time. And how are we using our time? Are we picking others up? If our time is solely devoted to our own pleasure or our own monetary gain or our own stuff, then it's not time well spent. Are we picking, are we leveraging our time to pick others out of whatever junk they are in or wherever they are at? When we lift up, we're using leverage to multiply our effectiveness. And with our time, are we developing others? There's a principle in this, it's replace yourself. Your time is always well spent when you are replacing yourself. It's a hard one to do because no one wants to like, oh, well, if I replace myself, then I'm not the valuable person. No, you are more valuable if you actually can replace yourself. We have a couple of people in this church right now that what they do in life is they hire team members and what they're always looking for is someone who can replace themselves because those people are very, very attractive because they can develop other teams underneath them. With our time, are we developing others? Can, is there someone in our life that we can show how to stand on our shoulders and do it better. This principle is, is a little different for us because everyone chooses different careers, but think about it for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. If you were a baker, 
You showed your son how to be a better baker so his life would be better. If you were a carpenter, you would show them how to be a carpenter better so they would have a better life than you. It's the same principle over and over and over again with our kids. But instead of just our trade of showing them, how are we showing them how to be better men? How are we showing them to be better daughters? How are we to be better wives? How are we showing them and building them up in that? And that doesn't just stop with our own family, but the people in our circle of influences. How do we take the people at work that are struggling, how do we show them to be better? Not with judgment, not with, oh, you you stink at life, but how do we lift you up? Are we developing people? Because we get so self-absorbed in our own stuff, in our own time, and when we've monopolized our time and we're not giving it back to God and we're not leveraging it, it becomes about us and not about how do we lift those up around us? Are we developing others? Leverage is about using what we have been given to maximize our effectiveness for the kingdom of God. Now listen when you say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city. Spend a year there, carry on our business and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. We vanish. It can all be over in a second. It can last 50 more years. But the point is, are we leveraging those moments and getting all the goody we possibly can out of it? If you have a beautiful piece of fudge, right? Everything comes back to food with me. I understand this. <laughs> if you have a beautiful, or, or you got to sneak a piece of Avon's Eclair uh, cake last night, you don't just consume it to consume it. You'll make yourself sick. But you savor it. And this is the attitude in which I think we get so consumer-minded of like, oh, it's a bag of potato chips. Instead of enjoying the potato chip, I will just consume the potato chip. Instead of enjoying the dessert, I will just... (laughs) But when we savor, when we get the goody out of it, how are we living life? Are we just consuming it to get through it? Like my son with green beans? Or are we savoring and getting every morsel of of goodness out of it that we possibly can? Out of all the gifts God has given me, the gift of of time is probably the most precious, but it's also probably the most overlooked. Let's not wait until we see our kids drive off to college to go, oh, I wish I had that 18 years back. Let's not wait until we see People move away or people pass away. Let's leverage every moment of time for the kingdom of God. Loving people, caring for them, lifting them up. So when the master finds us, he finds us faithful. He finds us faithful, not wasting our responsibility, not wasting our time. You have been given amazing gifts and you will be held accountable. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the gift of Axel. Thank you for the gift that we get to see this little boy grow. And as a reminder to all of us that we will be held accountable for what we've been given. Lord, will you guide us in that? Some of us right now know that we're wasting time, but we don't even know how to get out of it. 
We don't know how to move forward. We don't know how to proceed from here. And God, will you guide us in that? Will you convict our hearts? Will you show us a way out? Lord, I'm just impressed right now not to, that the people in this room don't feel condemned, but convicted. That there is hope. There is still time to change. There's still moments to recapture. There's still to go from here and be better, to be more present, to take advantage of the opportunities. And God, as we eat lunch today, let us laugh a little louder Let us smile a little broader. Let us hug for a little longer as we love the ones around us, as we leverage what you've given us to maximize our effectiveness. Lord, we love you, and we praise your name. Amen.